Thank you so much for listening to the final episode of season one of Deeping Life, Deeping Life with Merv. I'm your host, Merve Omari, but you can call me Merv for short. I want to say thank you for taking your time to listen to me, to give me this opportunity to speak. Um, I don't know what you're doing right now as you're listening to me, but look, man, I, I really feel honored to just be there by your side and to just share these few words with you. Today's talk is going to be a little bit different. I want to flow today. Like usually I do flow, but then this time I just want to try something different. So allow me, give me a moment. Let me take you on this journey. Let's walk together, right? Uh, am I stuff up? Stuff up. I'm already stuffing up. Oh my God. I might stuff up a bit. Um, just hang in there with me, but I'm practicing this thing and I'm trying to get better. But thank you so much for sticking it out uh, throughout this whole season. Um, Next season is coming up soon. But before I go on, I want you to follow my Instagram at omari.merve. I also want you to check out my YouTube channel at um, The Omaris. Uh, we've got a new video that, that comes out every two weeks. So God bless you. Um, I really appreciate it. Today, I want to talk about our hands. I want to talk about hands. Yeah, that's right. I said hands. All the girls are like, oh my God, don't look at my hands. Lockdown, I haven't been able to get my nails done. Oh no, this is horrible. All the guys are like, bro, really? We're going to talk about hands? Yes, hang in there with me, bro. Um, the reason I want to talk about hands is because there was a particular time where I went to get my car fixed. And at the time, we had this family mechanic. And he used to just take care of our cars. You know, every time there was problems, we just go to him and have a chat with him and he'll be able to sort us out. And I think um, today's uh, episode is really just going to stem from what I observed that day and just, you know, in life in general. Um, yeah, so it's let's just go on this journey together, right? The, you, you can tell a lot about a person just by looking at their hands. I don't know if you've ever noticed uh, some people just have really, really rough hands. I've got big hands for basketball and back in the days, you know, I could slap somebody and put them to sleep. Um, not proud of it. Whatever. Don't judge me. Um, but you can tell a lot by just looking at a person's hands. And I believe that there's so much beauty and power and, and, and depth to just uh, observing and taking a moment to reflect about the power of hands and what do they symbolize? You know, we've had... Uh, movements in, in history that have used the fist to symbolize something. So our, our human bodies also communicate a message that is sometimes louder than the words that we can use. Our hands in this moment is what we're going to be focusing on. So I remember as I went to this petrol station and I was talking to the mechanic because my car needed to be looked at. Um, he, he, he's a, he's a, he's an older man. As I walked up to him, I could see that his robe, his, his mechanic overall had, you know, it was dirty. It, it had seen a couple of dirty days and dirty nights and lowly nights you know he could tell he's worn it for a couple of years anyways he's a little bit short uh, he's got his glasses the most gentlest man um, middle eastern background beautiful beautiful soul and i began to speak to him about my car and as i was speaking i for i, I couldn't help it I, I i started to glance at his hands and i could see that these hands uh they weren't just hands that took care of my car they were hands that had held and 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 had represented so many things maybe not to me but to the people around him so in that moment we spoke and then and when we came to a finishing um he gave me the keys I, I shook his hands and as i shook his hands again i had that moment where i was paying attention to his hands or i guess maybe his hands uh became so um 
clear to me like like the, like the outline the, the 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 texture of just how rough and rugged they were they 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 began to they began to challenge me because I began to think as I looked at those hands and as I, I could still feel the texture of his hands and I could see the oils on his hands dark all over because he's been working on cars all days and, and for maybe years. I, I, I began to think about the power that we have in our hands. And so as I was driving, I began to ponder about this man. Now, I don't really know him personally like that. My dad introduced me to him. So he's our family or he was our family mechanic. And, and so when I was driving, I began to think about those hands. Imagine uh, what those hands have had to hold. Imagine the nights that those hands have had to hold or the crying baby or, or maybe a loved one had been uh, hurt or, or needed to be comforted. Those hands, my hands, uh, and what they symbolize. I began to think about the power that we have in our human hands. I was for a moment taken back and, and, and I was reflecting on the access that we have and, and, and the choice that we have to hold or to not hold the relationships that you know sometimes we feel like have gone through the palms of our hands i began to reflect on the ability that we have to embrace the people around us and to really have a firm handshake and look somebody in the eyes and feel proud that we have been able to close that deal or start that friendship or walked out and boldly introduced ourselves i began to think about our hands and and the amazing things that they're able to do our hands their hands are used to pick up things our hands are used to pick up our friends when they're down we use our hands to push weights and, and to bring weights towards us. We use our hands to grow. We use our hands to maneuver. We use our hands to move about. And I began to think about our hands and the stories that they tell. Some people even believe that our hands can tell stories. Because as you look at your hand right now, you can see the lines, the markings. Some people believe that if they were to look on the palm of your hand, they'll be able to tell you something about your story, your life your future, what's in store, what has happened, what has hurt you, what has broken you, what has made you who you are today, the power that we have in our hands. So as I was driving and, and I began to reflect more and more, I noticed my hands on the steering wheel. And as I noticed my hands on the steering wheel, another question popped into my mind. I said, if my hands have this much capacity to do all these amazing things to hold and to bring close and to embrace and to bring comfort and to bring people together and to unite people and to com communicate non-verbally that I am not a threat. If my hands have the ability to do all of this, what am I doing with my hands and where am I going with my life? Because this thought came so clear because I remember a time when I was a teenager and I was going through some financial difficulties. No one really wanted to hire me. No one wanted to give me an opportunity. I went to Oporos. They said no. I went to Hungry Jacks. They said no. I went to McDonald's and they said no. I went to Bunnings and they said no. And dejected and broken and lonely and sad and feeling like a failure. I would go into my room and I would just hide and lock the door feeling like I have nothing to offer to the world. I am not able to 
to do the simple medial tasks that other young people are doing. I remember a time, a specific time where I had been so broken by the rejections that I was getting from various dry, uh, fast food uh, restaurants to, to work at least to just get that $12.99, whatever it is that they pay them. I remember the, the feelings of just being broken, feeling down, feeling like I was not able to do what other young people were doing, questioning myself, questioning my value, questioning if, if I was good enough. I remember sitting in that room in Canley Heights in my old house and as I was reflecting on this, I could hear the door swing open so gently and in walks my mom and as she walked in you could have you could have thought that i was bleeding as she walked in she actually sprinted in the the only thing that was gentle about her presence was how she swung that door but the moment she saw me she raced towards me and she went on her knees and she clutched my hands and in that moment she began to prophesy and to speak life into my hands she began to bless my hands i did not understand it at the time i was only a teenager but she began to speak things over my hands and she said stuff like may the works of your hands be blessed and i didn't understand what she was doing at the time but now now i i i understand but not only now but in that moment when i was driving that car after speaking to that man after observing his hands and realizing the things that those hands have had to let go of those hands have had to hold on to i began to ask myself the question what am i holding on to that i need to let go of what am i holding on to that i need to release to god what pain what misery what memory what what trauma am i holding on to that god wants to take in that moment as i was driving my car i could think and i could hear the voice of my mom echoing in my mind saying may you bless the work of his hands and so i began to ask myself what is the works of my hand what is the works of my hand because if my hands are blessed they must find work to do and so i am driving and i'm asking myself what are the works of my hands if my hands are blessed what are the works of my hands and can i be honest with you as i drove that moment was the most confronting moment that I've had in a long time with myself. It seemed so tiny. I'm just driving. I'm reflecting. And for a moment, I'm realizing the power of what I hold on to and what I release. The power of what I put my hands to do and the power of my decisions to remove my hands from doing something. In that moment, I began to reflect and ask myself, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing with my life? The Bible says that a man will become whatever he thinks he is. And right now, you are who you believe that you are. You are who you believe that you are. If you think you're a victim, you will live as a victim in that moment i needed to ask myself if these hands have been blessed if these hands have been prophesied over if these hands have been anointed if these hands have been blessed by my own mother what am i doing with the opportunity that i've been given with these hands 
And as I reflected in that moment, I, I want to tell you that an angel spoke to me. I want to say to you that God and Jesus were, were right there next to me in the passenger seat, but no, far from it. In fact, the opposite. As I reflected on my hands and the works of my hand, nothing but guilt and regret began to build up from the inside. Because in that moment, I realized, oh no, the hands that have been given to, to bless the world, to impact the world, to hold and to embrace and to and to comfort and to bring and to unite and to introduce these very hands that have done so good that were created to bring people together have been the very hands that I've used to cause harm. That have been the very hands that I've used to cause division. They have been the very hands that I've used to even cause pain on my sister. I began to reflect in that moment as I drove home. On the times as a little boy, I would play with my sisters and, they, and out of frustration, I would push them. And I realized that it, these hands, these hands, as much as I, I've been given these hands to bless the world around me, I realized these hands were stained. And if these hands are stained, how can they do good? How can how can bitter water and, and sweet water come from the same stream? Now, now you might be thinking, Merv, they're just hands. But do you understand that out of the, out of the abundance of our hearts, out of the thoughts and the intentions, tents of our hearts our hands produce god created adam and he placed him in the garden he gave him shoulders that were wide enough to carry the load he gave him hands that were strong enough to to cultivate the ground he gave him legs that could walk for miles he gave him a heart he gave him a mouth and he gave him a spirit that could communicate with god in such an intimate level and god gave adam a work to do I began to ask myself, what is the work of my hand? What is the work of my hand? What am I doing with the time that I've been given? What am I doing with the hands that I've been given? And you might be listening to me saying, Merv, you understand that not everybody has hands. I understand, and that is very true. But history has shown us that not everyone with sight has vision. Not everyone with a voice has a, has a message. Not everyone with a voice to sing can sing. Not everyone with, with the ability to communicate can speak and, and produce a speech that would revolutionize the lives of millions of people. History has shown us that it's not about having the physical attributes, but it's having something within our hearts. And I wrestled in that car because I was confronted with the weakness and the filthiness of my own actions and humanity. What do I do? With the hands that have been blessed, my hands have been blessed to do amazing things, but here I am realizing that my hands have also been the very instruments that I have used to destroy, to break, to bring hurt, to bring pain. Guilt and shame took over that car like a cloud. I could not breathe. I was, I felt like I was being suffocated. And for a moment, I did not realize that there was other hands. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about those other hands. I forgot about those other hands <laughs> 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, there was a man, a carpenter. Oh, from the outside, he looked like an ordinary man. Every morning, he would wake up, and his, he, him and his father would go into their shop and just begin to make tools, chairs, 
furniture for the people around them. Oh, that family was loved. It was an amazing family. Their son, Jesus Christ, he was just an example to all the boys of what a man should be. And this man who looks to be ordinary, this young man that looked to be ordinary at the age of 30, he all of a sudden became radical about a specific message that he came to die, that he came to give his life. And so as I am being, uh, as I'm being suffocated by guilt and shame, I am reminded of those hands, those hands, those rough hands of that carpenter, that, that 30 year old carpenter from, from the, from the hills of Jerusalem. I remember that there are other hands that have gone before me and they have laid a foundation that I could stand on. In that moment, I realized that although there was blood on my hands, although there was shame on my hands, although there was guilt on my hands, although all those things, all that, all the voice of guilt or the voice of shame was, uh, was surrounding me in my car. I realized that there were, there were, there were hands, there were hands that came before me and they did such a work that eternity itself would never be able to understand. There were hands that were stronger than my hands. There was an action that was made 2000 years ago that trumps any action that my hands can do that causes me to have shame and guilt and condemnation. I realized that in those hands, those hands of that comforter were a cross and on that cross, he carried my shame and he carried my guilt. He carried my pain and he carried my sin. Oh, what a sigh of relief. As I drove, I realized, no, Merv, there are other hands. There are other people that have gone before you. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're going through. But I want to tell you right now that there are people who have gone before you. There are people who have experienced things that you are experiencing right now. And they have laid the foundation. And they're able to carry you throughout this season. And in that moment, I was in that car driving, having this sense of guilt, realizing, oh, my goodness, how terrible I have been given these hands, but I've used them for wrong. Oh, Father God, please help me how can i change this how can i transform this in those hands those hands that were nailed to that cross oh those hands they spoke because in my time and in my moment of guilt and shame i found comfort in the story of cain In that moment, I realized Cain murdered his brother because he didn't realize the power that he has been given, not only in his hands, but in his heart. Because as a man thinks, so shall he be. As God spoke to Cain, he said, watch out, watch out. Sin is knocking at the door. Be careful, be careful. Sin is knocking at the door. So it's not about your physical hands, it's about your heart. And I began to realize, oh man, that shame, that guilt, that oh horrible feeling that I was feeling about my hands and the pain that they have caused. I found comfort in Cain. Never before had I found comfort in Cain because I felt like in that moment I was Cain I felt like the blood of my own brother the blood of the people that I've hurt the blood of those people that I've disappointed was crying out to God and and yet and yet those hands on that cross they spoke they spoke 
It was not only the hands that spoke because because when when Cain struck his brother and his brother fell to the ground and and blood began to gush from his head and and life left his body as his spirit was released from his body back to the father in that moment the blood began to speak i realized that the very simple hands of that man from galilee those those hands that were nailed to the cross produced a blood and that blood was speaking better things in that moment i realized that jesus christ used his hands to bring redemption to me all those wonderful words where he said if i be lifted up i will draw all men to me from the east from the south from the north from the west because i have been hanged on a cross i will draw all men to me i want to ask you a question and as i ask you this question if you're driving just clench your hands become aware of your hands if you're not driving i want you to look at the palm of your hand i want you to realize that there are moments in life when we look at our actions and we feel nothing but shame nothing but pain there are moments where you feel down there are moments where you feel like you're a disappointment maybe to yourself to your family maybe you know that you've got a great destiny but you feel like you're sitting on your hands as they say i want you to reflect in this moment maybe you might be listening to me and you're saying merv i'm ashamed of the works of my hands merv i'm ashamed of the motives of my heart that are producing the works of my hands i am here to tell you that there was a man jesus christ who went on the cross to die for your sins and the works of his hands were finished because on that cross he said it is finished now you might be feeling shame you might be feeling condemnation you might be feeling angry you might be feeling like your hand your hands have seen so much loss they've seen so much disappointment that you cannot be restored you cannot be healed i want you to know that god also has hands the bible says that he has written your name in the palm of his hands god has written your name in the palms of his hands You are loved beyond comprehension. You are loved. Yes, you feel like you've wasted time, but you are loved. You're listening to me right now because God wants you to know that you are loved. Thank you so much for being with me throughout these few months as I put out this content. I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you giving me an opportunity to offer you some of the works of my hands. But I want to encourage you that you too have works of your hands. And these works of our hands, they will never bring us salvation. They will never bring us closer to God. They will never bring us holiness. They will never produce in us a, a worthiness. But, but the works of his hands scream out, it is finished. And so, in this moment, whether you're in high school or whether you're 99, I want you to understand that you have 
been given an opportunity to allow the works of your hands to speak a message that will echo through eternity. The one that echoes the loudest is the hands and the works of Jesus Christ. And so if you feel like you've fallen too far, I want you to understand you can rise up. I want to pray for you the same prayer that my mom prayed for me when I was 16 in my room, dejected, feeling rejected, lonely, disappointed in myself. I want to pray that prayer. Father God, I pray that whoever's listening to me right now, as they're looking at their palms, whatever it is that they've decided to put their hands to do, may you prosper it. May you give them such a sense of purpose and destiny and understanding that they have been placed on this planet for such a time as this. May they walk in boldness, forgetting those things that are behind and pressing forward to what you have given them, what you have planted, what you have set before them letting go of those things that are holding on to them and grabbing hold of that thing that you're you're revealing to them within them within their community whatever it is i bless it I bless it. I bless their hands that when they meet people, people will just love them. That when people see you, people will just love you. They don't understand why. When people hear you, they'll just fall in love with you without even understanding why because the works of your hands are blessed. I thank you for being with me this season. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to that story form um, podcast. I'm trying something new, something different. But this is the final episode of season one of Deeping Life with Merv. I really appreciate your company. Next season, I'm going to have a lot of guests that are going to come on here. I'm also I'm opening up an Instagram page. So that way you guys can just follow and um, stay connected with me. And I really appreciate your support in everything. God bless you. Until next season, share this podcast. Share with your friends. Share with your family. Um, and let me know what you think. God bless you. See you.